Cambridge Breakfast with Julian Clover. Cambridge 105 Radio. We're just four weeks away now from the Cambridge Half Marathon and the 11,000 runners will again have their photos taken from the air through the drones of Skytech Cambridge. Mark Mann is the founder of Skytech. Morning to you. Morning. Uh, thanks very much uh, for coming in. Thanks and it's not the first time you've done this for the uh, the half marathon. No. You did last year. I think you've done a few others as well. Yeah, we did. It was our first time with uh, with the guys for the half marathon last year. Um, and uh, yeah, they've they've had us back, and um, we're going to be testing a bit of new technology this time. Um, um, but uh, yeah, it was a great event last year, and. Um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we don't get rain anyway. Yeah, time. I was going to ask about that because I know when I was wandering around into the studio this morning, I walk in, and it was a bit blustery. Yeah, and I was thinking to myself, okay, if you've got a drone, what what kind of effect does yeah. that have? Is that you just got to be well, a bit more careful on the steering, as no, it were? Well, I mean, modern drones are, are very capable, um, and uh, they will operate in in fairly windy conditions but we we have to be careful because we're commercial operators so we have to uh, make sure that everything we do is safe Um, and and so while the drones can fly in strong winds if especially if we're operating around a lot of people we have to be very careful so yeah uh, wind can be tricky if it's very strong and and rain for the most part is is a no-no as well interesting i I guess you know the 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 run both both the runners and the drone operators have what they think are their ideal conditions, and I guess it's possibly round about the same sort of thing, sort of gentle, gentle breeze, not yeah. too hot, not too cold, no rain, that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, as long as there's no rain, um, we do have um, we have a drone that will operate actually in the rain, which we can use because I'll be operating a drone um, at the start finish area because um, we're going to be providing a live stream to the ops room for the race directors um, and, and they use that uh, in order to uh, sort of uh, monitor the crowds to see where there's sort of bottlenecks. So it's quite, a, quite an operation. So, But for, uh, for bottlenecks, I, I guess that is, I, we've done sort of coverage of uh, assorted marathons and things here over the years and people... It's not the front runners who are the problem. It's not that the person's going to win. It, it's it's further back where they That's often right. get clumped up, yeah, don't they? Because the the start is is sort of phased, um, and so you have a, a certain amount of pe- uh, runners going off, uh, and then uh, there's there's a short break, and then there's another set. You 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 get a, a natural bottleneck of people waiting to start, um, and obviously with with over eleven thousand people, it can get um, quite. Uh, well, potentially dangerous. I don't suppose it's dangerous, but um, yeah. So the organisers need to be able to see, um, you know, that that's not getting out of control. It also helps them for future events to be able to sort of uh, reflect on previous events and say, you know, this didn't quite work. The crowd management here, and maybe we need mm. to do it a bit different, you know, in in future years. And, and they do tweak. I know the routes of the things, even though you might think it's the same route every year. They yeah. make these just ever so slight adjustments, which presumably they're using the kind of information that you're Absolutely. giving them in yeah, order to so achieve from, that from what we give and from you know um feedback from uh, the people operating on the ground as well because they have you know an inordinate amount of uh, staff on the day um so yeah so this year um i believe it's four colleges four main colleges that the runners are going to be passing through or, or, or next to i think it was three last year um so yeah it seems to be it seems to change each year and um but 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 whatever happens it's a extremely scenic uh oh no it's route, it's you know, it's, it's um, beautiful isn't it and the technology behind it i'm wondering as to how 
drone technology has improved in in recent years, and yeah. I, I, I guess there's different different sides to it. There's the kind of thing that, I don't know, I can buy at the Apple shop and pop my phone in and just go up a little mm. way, and then there's the kind of the other end of things, the kind of commercial gear yeah. that you guys are going to be using. Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, like, like you say, the sort of the lower end of the market where uh, you can go to Argos and buy a £40 uh, drone, um, which, you know, will have no real level of stability control it'll have no gps built into it and so you tend to find anecdotally you hear stories about people buying them on christmas day and then by boxing day they're gone <laughs> I, so i would not trust my away. phone in any <laughs> drone or, or any or anything like that yeah, to be honest obviously at the other end of the scale um yeah so a lot of the drones we operate uh, are commercial grade drones um, so they have redundancy built into them. Um, so in the event of a, a bird strike, um, it's not necessarily going to bring the drone down. Um, uh, how, how high up do they go? They Well, there's two things to that. One, they can go probably five or six miles up into the sky. However, there's no one allowed to do that. There is airspace restrictions across pretty much everywhere around the world. And in the UK, drone operators can only fly to 400 feet, which is 120 metres. I guess you've got Cambridge um, Airport not far away. So Does that put any extra restrictions in for you? Absolutely, yeah. So, and that's another thing I, I think a lot of people don't, um, uh, you know, w w quite rightly probably wouldn't understand that much of Cambridge City Centre is um, under a flight restriction zone. So um, even with the small toy drones, um, technically you're not meant to fly them without permission first. And the reason for that is a, a safety reason because obviously if... If one was to just take off and just carry on up and up and up, obviously you've got live aircraft coming in on a daily basis. So, yeah, for this event and for any other work we do in the city centre, we have to get permission if we're op operating within that radius. Interesting, because I'm thinking about the number of different, dreadful word coming up, use cases mm -hmm. that you might mm -hmm. have, have for this. And I remember not that long ago, the, the building you see opposite us here, they, they flew a drone up to take a look at the roof. Mm. And a few months later up went the scaffolding. Yeah. Now I'm thinking that for something like that, a, a drone operation is actually going to save on the cost of scaffolding because yeah. it only has to go up there when you know there's a repair which is required rather than yeah. putting it up to see if there's a repair required. Absolutely, yeah. So that's, that's another uh, aspect. You know, it, our, our, the work that we do is multifaceted and, and, and one of the, the things we do commercially a lot for... Uh, commercial organisations are um, roof uh, surveys and, and like you say we um, we can often save um, building managers and that quite substantial money by identifying issues early on using drones um, without them having to get you know scaffolding in uh, to, you know to identify problems um, we, we do quite a a bit of work with a number of the colleges around uh, the city uh, providing that service and um, a lot. The thing is, with a lot of the colleges, they're listed buildings, and so they actually have to get um, specific type of scaffolding. And it's not just you know run-of-the-mill scaffolding. And it's very, very expensive. And if you imagine, if you have to get that scaffolding in just to see whether there is a problem, <laughs> I think of all the scaffolding around Kings at the moment. And well, so exactly. it's still yeah, there last time. The solar panels, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's it's just you know so expensive. So yeah, we we the, the service we provide gives building managers sort of an initial insight into things that need and and 
as well with lead times on on uh, materials at the minute as well it means that they can make decisions quickly and, and order the materials before then getting the scaffold and into go up and do the actual repairs so yeah so, so it's all time all, and money yeah. we're doing um my wife and i were just contemplating how we're not contemplating we are planning housework at the moment and it's just this whole thing of getting things in the right order isn't mm, it I, I, I think and anything that can be done to he said cut corners save time is uh is is very valuable and i guess also if, if you look at um well most tv shows these days if there's any detective drama you definitely get a swoop along the road or maybe just setting the scene as yeah. to where where they all are but on top of that maybe corporate videos as well are presumably uh, using people like you as yep. well yeah, so, I mean, uh, yeah, again, a, w- w- a thing that we, we do a lot, and I think the thing is with this with this job is that, um, you know, general public generally think all we do is take photos and, and do a bit of video, but, again, we just talked about the surveying side of things that we do, and there's many thing, different things we do. But, yeah, one of the other things um, we also do is we work with um, uh, property owners, and, and we work with property owners abroad um, uh, who own property here, um, and we do uh, almost like uh, live stream tours of their property. So if they if they own properties um, and they want to show them off to potential investors, um, we turn up on site, send the drone up, and we send you know as, as a live. So you can stream, do a tour of the yeah. perimeter fence for exactly, them, as it yeah, were, with so, um, the aerial shot. Yeah, and so what that does is that we can then take we can then because uh, we're on the on the phone to them at the same time we can take direction so if they want to look in a particular area we can we can do that live and and also it means then they can view the property within its local area as well so often when you you, you know if you look at a property online you get set photos and you get an idea of the the, the neighborhood but this then allows us to show you know we can we can fly uh three four hundred meters away and say well this is where your property is in relation to you know this landmark or whatever so it gives and it means then that they don't have to travel here in order to 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 view that you see so uh yeah we save time and uh many co2 emissions i imagine yeah i guess that's the case (laughs) this you know the the drone business is a is a relatively young one so how how did you get into it and what were you doing before so my background is um when i left uh, uh, college i uh did uh eight years in it i worked for cosworth racing in northampton um and then um i wanted to change things up a bit so i left there went traveling for a year came back um and then i got into a construction field um because i had uh, contacts within that industry and so uh for around 10 years I, i worked in construction so my background is sort of a technical it and then construction as well so that seemed to sort of naturally helped me when it came to when I got had an interest in drones which just started as a sort of a personal thing and then um because I, I had contacts in construction um uh, I was able to use the drone to do small jobs uh, and then naturally that sort of uh got bigger and bigger and so uh, you know a large part of the work we do now is for construction companies around the UK um which is you know land we do land surveys using drones um Create, we can create 3D digital twins of buildings and building sites, so uh, they can they can view the entire site on their like on their laptop um, and then, in yeah. 3D and, and that. Interesting. And is it something like the half half marathon when that comes up in four weeks' time or so? Mm. Is that like a fun almost like a fun day out for you? I know it's still work, but yeah, uh, yeah. it's, it's good. the lighter side of things. It, absolutely, yeah. Um, but we so we'll have four um, 
drone pilots that day, myself, um, two other drone pilots who, who've worked for me in the past, and then um, we've got Jack Schofield, who's 226 photography. He's um, managing the entire photography for the day as well for the Cambridge Marathon. Um, and he's got uh, his own little drone, so in the area that he's going to be photographing, he's going to be sending one up as well, um, just wow. to get a bit of uh, extra. So <laughs> well, we'll have four drones covering... I mean, uh, last year we did go out to Grantchester, but I'm not sure, sure this year we're, we're going to be doing that. I think we're going to be concentrating largely on the city centre area, but... Um, OK, yeah. well, and anyone who lives in the city centre will be regarding themselves being under house arrest for the uh, for the morning and not yeah, being able to get out any, any, yeah. any of the routes, but uh, <laughs> we'll be looking up to see your, see your drones. We'll do the travel news next. Years ago, there was this thing where, particularly in London, radio stations would, would send up a helicopter to keep an eye on, or mm. I think uh, Capital had this thing, the flying eye, and my friend Emma was like the relief person who would go up and, um, and and check out the travel. Kind of thought crosses my mind. I'm surprised radio stations aren't using drones now to go off and, uh, and, 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 and have a little look. Absolutely, yeah. But, but obviously the problem, unfortunately, with, with Cambridge, like we've mentioned, being in a flight restriction zone, is unfortunately we can't just uh, phone the airport and say, can we just quickly send the drone up? Um, and because unfortunately they have to go through a planning process. Right. The, the, CAA, <laughs> the CAA are quite stringent on checks being done you see so yeah in any anywhere else which doesn't have a flight restriction zone which is generally la uh, most large uh, cities with an airport or prisons and you know uh, places like that then yeah you could you could absolutely do that and you tend to find a lot of the local newspapers now um the photographers um will have a little drone uh, so they can you know just send up and get a little photo or a clip or whatever so yeah interesting well i'll, I'll thank thanks very much for coming in uh, mark better to bring no it to uh, a close but uh, really good to hear about that mark mann uh, who is the founder of the drone company sky tech cambridge it's 9 23 cambridge 105 radio